Hi, it's Damien Christoph here. Are you ready to take your life to the most incredible level possible in 2016? Well, we've had three sold out wellness summits these last few years, but honestly, nothing comes close to the wellness breakthrough and we have just three spots remaining. Your favorite wellness couch experts, the wellness guys, Karen Smith, Kim Morrison, Quirky Cookings, Joe Witten, Marcus Pierce, and of course, Carl Brock are gathering in the Dandenong Ranges for three days and two nights for one incredible event. If you want possibly the greatest peer group in health and wellness to help you catapult your life to the next level, then we'd love to see you at the Wellness Breakthrough from February 5th to the 7th. But again, there's only three spots available. Entry to the breakthrough is by application only, and to apply, simply email your contact details to marcus at thewellnesscouch.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind, featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to Inside Champions Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch and also The Wellness Guys, and at my Champion Mindset co-host, Marcus Pierce. Just sounding very celebratory, LT. It's either Happy New Year to you or it's uh, or is it still Happy New Year, whatever date is that people are listening. Uh, happy New Year and may 2016 be an incredible year for every single one of our listeners. Hey, exactly right. Uh, it's uh, the new year. Depending on when you're listening, if you're one of those people who are listening to this uh, on the day of release, then it's New Year's Eve. So uh, it's exciting times for you uh, and tonight. And But if you're listening to afterwards, then Happy New Year. And uh, it's going to be an exciting 2016. As we always say, though, isn't it? Though Every year is supposed to be an exciting year. Oh, I love this time of the year. Now, I've got to ask you before I tell you how much I love this time of the year. What do you do in the TAM residence on New Year's Eve? What is your New Year's Eve normally? You're a, a father of two young kids, as am I. Are you out till 3 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Uh, I, I My New Year's, um, ever since I was a kid, has been uh, pretty um, low-key. I've never, I think I've been out on New Year's Eve maybe like a few times in my life. Um, as sad as that sounds, I don't know. I'm, to me, it's not a, I don't like it. I don't actually enjoy New Year's. New Year's. Um, I don't know what it is. For me, it's like, it's just another day. And I know as sad as that sounds, and I'm sort of being, uh, um, what is that? Uh, a, a, a Scrooge Some people on, think a, you're a party pooper. On, yeah, party pooper or a Scrooge <laughs> on like Christmas or something. But I don't know. Like to me, it's like, I just want to get on with it. Like that's, 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 <laughs> that's me, right? I just, I just want to get on with the year and let's just, let's get started. Like why do we have to wait till like January 2nd before we get anything started? Like <laughs> why are we taking a day off for New Year's? It's, I don't know, <laughs> but that's me. <laughs> um, I like to move forward and keep my head down. And oh, just keep I love going. you, LT. This is so good. Um, but I, the that, world according me. to Lawrence, this is great. <laughs> we should get you on, st- we should get you on stage doing a stand up comedy or the world according to Lawrence national tour. Or, you know, you're like, what's up with New Year's Day? It's just a waste of a day. Why are people sunning themselves and taking it easy? Can't we just get on with it? Okay, honestly, if I if I had if I didn't have family and kids and other people to consider, honestly, I would love to have like a New Year's Eve retreat. <laughs> and uh, instead of going out and partying, like we just like do some brainstorming and masterminding and just chat and talk and about you know creating the the next domination <laughs> for ourselves next year. Like oh, I'd rather do that uh, than you know going out and celebrating and or maybe because I don't drink and I don't know what it is. But for me, like it is, it's about um, it is about thinking about moving forward. Uh, there is one tradition that I I've, I've held. Uh, for a very very long time and something that i do on my own um that i don't 
you know, necessarily do with anybody else. But one of the key things I do before New Year's Eve is to reflect back on the year. Um, I either sometimes take 10 minutes, sometimes take half an hour, um, just reflect upon, you know, the trips that I've done, the things that I've done and accomplished this year, um, reflect back and be thankful for all the things. I just look back and go, wow, that was a freaking incredible year. Like I've actually done quite a bit Um, because oftentimes we forget uh, moving on to a new year that we've forgotten all the things we've done because we only focus on the things we didn't get done or things we should have done and didn't do uh, rather than all the things that we did do. And so Mm. I usually reflect upon that. And I think that's usually helpful. And I usually do that just before new year's and uh i'm i'm very kind of quiet usually around that time i usually do take at least five minutes uh, by myself to kind of just think um to myself rather than be with anybody else because i want i want that time for myself what about you cool what do you do this is great well we since we moved up here we've only had one new year's here and that was with a family uh barbecue uh with just one other family who i actually went to school with which is so weird because he's a little bit older he's probably your age so he's outside of we weren't at school at the same time but we went to the same school which is weird when you live up here and um we've got kids similar age so we had a barbecue from like you know four o'clock till eight (laughs) o'clock and then we're probably home by eight thirty and um and then sarah and i we sit on the couch and we do what you were just talking about we talk about the year and we and then we generally uh talk about what we would really love to create together in the following year so it might be big travel plans or it might be you know we're gonna have a baby or it might be anything and um and but sarah generally um i love her she just she wants to get to midnight but there's no way she ever gets there so oh, my wife the same. Come about 10 o'clock she's done and um and i i kind of i don't i haven't gone to bed at midnight every night but i generally like to like you just said have a bit of time to myself reflect on the year i get so um excited about setting goals and outcomes and just stuff for 2016 and the year ahead i just really like to have that that quiet time and yeah i love going to bed sober and waking up sober <laughs> yeah but- i really enjoy that now i love it yeah, my wife definitely uh, goes to bed before uh, midnight, and uh, I'm usually up by myself. I don't know why. Like, it's such a weird thing that I feel like the need to stay up to midnight, <laughs> like, yeah, it, by so myself. You do. It's yeah, I do. I do, and I, I'm in bed by twelve or two. So um, <laughs> it's, it's a weird. Once you weird hear the fireworks going off, you're like, "All right, done." Good. Yeah, I might actually wait till the fireworks because there is fireworks just around <laughs> the corner, and uh, but it's it is a weird feeling, and uh, to just be by yourself and I'm that's fine I'm fine with it and because like I said I don't really care so much about um New Year's so much I I I am frustrated I do get frustrated with New Year's uh at times because it's a day that like really come on like let's just get on with it like it's another (laughs) so but anyways I don't want to be a party people for everybody else um but anyways I'm excited that's that's probably because I am excited I'm excited to move in the next year I'm excited to to move forward and 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 do things and and so I'm ready to go I'm ready to to act and uh, I don't want to waste time well, Maya's birthday, our daughter Maya, her birthday is on New Year's Day. Oh, wow. And it's a real nothing day. Like, I get so excited for Maya because it's her birthday. But there's not that much happening on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. And I'm a bit like you. You're not going to have your birthday party. Like, her party is never on New Year's Day. Yep. So, I think as a child, it would be awesome to have your birthday party on your birthday because when you kind of kill two birds with one stone. But because it's her birthday, I feel like we should do something special. But there's only so many times you can go out for breakfast or go out for lunch or do something or do something um and it's a bit of a it's a bit of a nothingish day and really for a lot of the world they're they're hung over yeah, so yeah. I can, it has that energy of a like a nothingish day it's a bit of a write-off 
Um, I hate to break it to you, man, but uh, give it another 15 years or so. uh, She'll be celebrating her birthday um, every year. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm excited for, that she's got uh, a New Year's Day birthday because her 18th birthday is going to be one of the best ever. (laughs) I'm Uh, sure it will be. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, the thing is, going into New Year's though, what ends up happening is that we, um, you know, we talk about setting goals and setting plans, and that's what a lot of people do. And I'm sure you know your listeners are probably doing the same thing. Um, you know, you have you've either set your goals, goals, or you are just about to to do that. Um, but you had some problems with that sometimes. I just think it gets a little bit too, like it gets a, it goes a bit too far. And I'll put my hand up right now. I don't know about you, LT, but I do set myself um, a lot of the time. Like I've got my list. I've got my list of 2015 goals in front of me and it's, you know, four pages long but then I always have I always have what I call a big four. So if, if four things happen, it would be an incredible year. So I'm just looking at one of them. One of them for this year is Sarah is pregnant or the third child is born. That was one for 2015 and, and she's pregnant. Hey. Um, so that's good. So I got that one. Um, but I look at the other three. One of them was five <laughs> gratitudes per day. I haven't done that. Like I, I, got, I got, did it for like 60 days but it just wasn't doing it for me. Hmm. Um, so I just stopped it. I'm like, no, I'm not just going to force it just because it's on my goals list. Mm-hmm. Um, one's a personal income, which didn't hit the personal income, but I'm okay because we um, did much better um, than last year. There's growth, and then one was bought a house, and we haven't bought a house. So, you know, like two, one one of them is is definitely done. Um, but the other three the you had are to not practice like, a lot on. <laughs> I love the practice. <laughs> <laughs> but the but the other three didn't. But I still look at the year and I'm like, man, such a magical year. Um, but I do think, and the reason why I say this, like I will put my hand up and say, I I I do set goals that are not in my shock zone, but they're but they're somewhere between they're somewhere between um, you know some people might call it the uh, you know, stress zone. What's the word I use? I'm going blank on what I say. Just don't. I, I do set goals sometimes a bit too far out there. But one thing that does really kind of do my head in a bit is where people have too many, too many big goals that they start on January one, or maybe January two, and it creates too much shock in the system. So it might be quit smoking, start exercising six or seven days a week, you know, cut out fast food and go paleo or raw or vegan or whatever um, and start, you know, uh, spending less than I earn. And there's like four really big life changes all in one hit. And I just thought maybe it would be wise, you know, for the time that people are listening to this now that maybe we just talk about how we go about setting up our year and some of the mistakes that we make, some of the some of the wins that we have so that maybe people are going, oh, you know what? Yeah, no, I've already set goals for 2016. I think I know they're, they're too big. Like I'm already overwhelmed by the idea of it. I need to chunk it down more. Yeah, absolutely. We, we kind of talked about it in our last podcast um, that we did just before Christmas and we talked about how um, it's so important about going for the four percent and or just setting big you know goals itself. Um, a lot of things happen too. Is remember like you're trying to plan out for the year, and I I'm listen. I plan my year out, and most of you guys you know have been listening you know long time listeners. If this is a first time listener, I hope that you enjoy this particular podcast and go back to the other ones. Uh, but I mean, if you think about what we're we're about is is about setting you know think outside the box and, and become a champion who you want to be. So we definitely want to push you, but we also want to make sure that you actually accomplish it. Right. So that's there's no point in thinking big and never do it. So. Um, yeah. I'm all about thinking big and actually accomplishing. Uh, well, that was goals. the whole thing of the secret, which annoyed everyone, including myself. It was like think big and just wait for it to happen. Yeah, and I think th- there is. I mean, the thing is, the thinking big has to transform into action, and the action itself is this: is that you do have to think big. But the problem is that we're all, the goals that you set for yourself. 
you actually don't have a plan. That's the problem. Like, let's be clear. Most people who set goals have no plan whatsoever. Like, mm. it's just a goal. Yep. That's where the problem yep. lies. And I'm guilty of this as well. So let's be clear. The thing is, is that you might have a vision of where you want to be in 2000, end of 2016 or whatever it might be. But like, what's the result? If you don't, if you can't measure it, if you can't track it and see if you're actually on target, it's going to be nearly impossible for you to ever get it. So mm. that's it. That's the line. That's Fine. the quote. If you want to, if you want to, you know, quote me on it, is that if you can't track and measure the results of that of your vision of what you want to accomplish, you're never going to make it. You're never going to hit mm. it. And so it's about figuring out the if you're gonna have if you're gonna have a, a vision, what's the result? And then once you figure out the result, is going okay. Well, what are the obstacles in front of you? Because there has to be obstacles. It has to be. Like if there isn't obstacles in front of you, there's no. You would have done it by now. Like you would have just actioned it and it would have been done. But no, because it's an obstacle, there's, I mean, because it's a goal that you want to achieve, there has to be obstacle. There has to be something that's standing in your way. One, two, three, 10, 20, 100 things that stand in your way to achieve that. Then the next step is figuring out, well, what are the strategies around it? Like, how do I get past that? How do I do that? I want to, I want to shoot a video. Okay, well, how do you shoot a video? Well, I need to get a camera. Okay, what camera do I have to get? So those are all obstacles, right? Which ca- which camera is the best? What's the best lighting? Where do I get a stand? Where do I? Who am I going to film? What what editing software are going to use? Like all these things happen have to have, be in place before you do things. But you have to chunk it down. But once you have a strategy in place and go, okay, well, what's what's the next action step? And the problem with these big goals that most people never achieve is that the goals are sexy, the goals are fantastic, yeah. but the mm. problem is the steps is is freaking tough. It's like a million mm. steps to get to there. And to be honest with you, after about five steps, it's like, oh, it's like you ever been to a workout and you start working out and you just do the warm up and go, I'm freaking tired already. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Even want, I don't even want to be, I don't want to do the workout because I'm just done. I'm done now. And so that's the thing is that we make it so difficult and we, we and either we make it too difficult for us to achieve or we don't actually think about what we want to achieve. Like, what do you want to achieve that goal for? That's another thing. What's the goal for? Like, it's just a number. So mm. why do you want it? Why do you want it so bad? Like, what's the feeling behind it? And what if you don't hit it? What if you do hit it? What, what's the best outcome? What's the worst outcome? And all those things need to be considered because it's it's in the dark times. Um, I talk, mentioned about this in the last Wellness Summit. I talked about passion. You know, people say, follow your passion, right? So great to follow your passion, but passion is not about just everything is in flow. Passion is about suffering, right? What are you willing to suffer for? What are you willing to, you know, suffer when it's hard, are you willing to put in the work? Are you going to put your head down when it's tough? And are you, when the tough, you know, the tough gets tougher, are you going to ride through it and accomplish it no matter what? Because the why draws you forward. The the goal is bigger than the the, the suffering that you're actually experiencing. That's following your passion, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's the key thing you need to look at. So there's 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 so many factors of why people don't accomplish the goals, um, and those are some of them. So they're the big ones. That, the, the big takeaways I got from what you were talking about there was coming back to our last episode, the 4%. So if it's an income, if it's an income goal, just up it by 4%. Like don't make it so overwhelming. If it's an output, if it, what about if it's exercise LT? Like what if someone right now is not exercising at all? They know that, that 2016 is a year that they're going to move and move well. Like that, that has to be outside of that 4% rule because they're going to go from the, zero to plenty. Yeah, the thing is it's not about 4% like as a goal, like 4% is the next step, right? So let's be clear on that, right? So if I say I want to earn $100,000 and the goal is I want $150,000, the, the 4% rule says, okay, how do I get to 104, right? Yeah. But, but, but that the 4% is, is not 4% of the goal, it's 4% of your skill set. 
right? So what if your skill set has only been averaging um, $100,000, then yes, 4% is four, an extra four grand. But what's the 4% of your skill set? The difficulty has to be 4% above the skill set you're trying to create. And it's above 4% and the next and the next 4%. So to get to that goal, you got to chunk it down to those 4%. Okay. So... Uh, can you put that into an exercise? So, because I know at this time of the year, like exercise is one of the most popular New Year's resolutions. How would you how would you um, uh, define the what we've spoken about with the skill set four percent with someone that's wanting to exercise regularly yep. in twenty sixteen? Well, I think if you break it down, to, um, if you're going to break this down to uh, your your just say anything is whether it be exercise um you know eating plans or whether it be your business or anything it's going what's the outcome for the year like what do you want to accomplish at the end of the year right so your 12-month plan and yeah. what is that going to look like be very clear what's that going to look like and we talked about this already why do you want it like what's the pull yeah. what's the purpose why is it so important to you right? what's the impact it's going to have on your life then you look back and go all right well how would i know if i actually accomplished it like that's a really critical question because it goes, yeah, I want to get fitter. Okay, but how do, would you know? Like, <laughs> is it your VO, VO2 max is going to be at a certain percent or you're going to be able to run 10Ks? What is My the, biceps what, are 45 centimeters. Yeah, exactly. Like, There's got to be some <laughs> outcome, right? There's got to be some measurable outcome, as we mentioned. So now you figure out what your measurable outcomes are and go, all right, well, in order for me to achieve that, as we get closer to that goal, um, let's, let's break this down to smaller chunks. Let's go 30, 90 days, right? And so in 90 days, what are some of the things I need to accomplish to get to that level that's going to be on track to accomplish that? Because not necessarily one quarter of the way, right? Mm. It's but on track. So sometimes it's an exponential graph, So which means that it's a slow ride. If it's something you've never done before, it's going to take you a little while. So if, you, if you've never trained before and you got to start exercising, it's going to be a hard slog, right? Mm. But about, I can guarantee you, if you keep it up in six months' time, you're going to be pretty fit that yeah. you can do it a lot faster. And your um, your ability to increase muscle mass or increase your strength or your fitness levels is going to be a lot easier than it was when in the first week out. So it's about what is my 90-day goals and then how do I break that down into monthly goals and how do I break that down to weekly goals and then saying what, are we, what am I willing to do on a daily basis to kind of achieve that. And it's as simple as that. But each thing is not about a goal. It's about... What, what are the targets? What do I need to do? Like, what's the project? There's a difference between a project and a goal. A goal is a target, right? It's like a, a, a thing that you aim for. But the projects is that I need to do these steps before I can even, most likely if I do all these things, these projects, if I complete them, then most likely I'm going to get closer to my goal or closer to my target. It might not hit the target, but at least you'll know for next time to readjust, right? Yeah, this is great. This is great. You're just talking about chunking it down into... A step that it doesn't, you don't even have to think about the vision and the end result. You can actually go, you know what? Like, of course, I can book a session uh, down at the local yoga studio. Of course, I can rock up to the local yoga studio. Of course, I can do that 30 minute or 45 minute class. You yeah. don't have to worry about everything that, you know, I've said that I'm going to have in a year's time or six months' time because it's too far away and that can be too overwhelming. Yeah, let's use an example. So just say I want to uh, say I want to trim uh, three inches off my waist. Or, I don't know, in centimeters or whatever. Do you? Do you? Right? No, no, I don't. <laughs> but just say, right? Just say you want to earn, uh, take three three pant size downs or whatever, okay? Um, that's the end, end of your goals. That's measurable. That's, you know, trackable, right? And then so, therefore, you go, uh, all right, my quarterly goal is that I want to um, basically, uh, I want to be able to 
you know, get at least, uh, I don't know, just say. No, so, so you're a size 38 inch waist yep. and you're going to go 36, 34, 32. So you're going to say, I'm going to be 32 by, uh, sorry, size 36 by end of first quarter or end of first half. Right. So losing weight from a quarterly basis that you're probably going to lose a bit more weight in the beginning than you are at the end. Right. So maybe. You know, I'm just thinking that, you know, if you put in, put in hard work and you never exercised before, then you're probably going to lose quite a bit of weight in the first sort of three to six months, right? And yeah. a little bit harder at the end. So just say I go from 38 to I think I can accomplish in the first 90 days. Let's get to 36, one pant size down, okay? So perfect. So that's, that's my target for the three months. And then I go, all right, well, in order for me to do that, I think if I drank uh, eight glasses of water a day, I'm making stuff up here, okay? So just bear with me. The project is, I drink, it's a water project. If I eat, drink eight glasses of water today, I will, I'm going to be more hydrated. I'm going to be more fulfilled. I'm going to have more energy. That's one project. Number two project is that I'm going to um, go to the, the, the yoga studio, I'm oh, sorry, the gym and the yoga studio uh, four times a week, okay? At least one hour sessions, okay? On Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. So those are my four target days, okay? Uh, and the third project is that um, I am I'm going to cut, uh, I don't know, I'm going to eat a paleo diet, okay? And, and I'm not going to eat anything uh, in that period of time uh, that is uh, that's not required by the paleo movement, okay? Just say that's the, the three projects I'm going to aim for. Now, you don't know whether or not you're going to lose, lose all that weight because of those three things. But mm. just from what you read, just from what advice from people, that if you just do those three things, you're most likely going to hit your target close, right? And then you can measure, right? So then after three months, or you can, if you want to shorten down to one month or to see whether you're, you're, you need to adjust, just say you go for the three months. And if you're on target, if you actually hit the 36 and go, woohoo, this is working, you have a choice of going, do I change things or do I move forward with it, right? Mm-hmm. If you didn't, if you didn't shift anything, you're going to go, all right, something went wrong. I'm not sure what, let's figure it out. And then you re-strategize, right? So that's the difference between a project and a goal, the target. The target, the goal was... Um, 36. The projects are the things that you're willing to do to kind of get to that level. And how do you actually break it down? So you can even chunk it down even further and go, okay, well, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, what time? And how do I ensure that I actually get there? It's going to get there for 530 in the morning. Okay, well, chunk it down even further and go, how do I get up in the morning? Well, set an alarm, uh, put the alarm across the bed and roll out of bed, roll out of bed. That's the first goal you have to do. Don't worry about like, we're, you know, you know, next thing, but just roll out of bed. That's, that's my thing, right? <laughs> roll out of bed at 530 in the morning. And once I roll out of bed, I'm one step closer. And then what's the next thing? I got to run, go to the toilet, turn the light on, wakes me up a little bit more, put some water in my face. Like those are the steps, but like, it's one thing at a time. I'm not worried Slap about Slap myself in face. Give myself an uppercut. Wake up, Lawrence, wake exactly. up. But you know, like, but then you know that after about 30, 60, 90 days, you're going to be in such a routine that that's not a problem, you know. And yeah. that took I it took me sixty days before um, I was able to get up at five thirty in the morning, five five oh six in the morning to kind of go, huh, this is actually becoming easy. Now I get up at five oh six, no matter where I am in the world, and no matter what time zone I'm in, I still get up at five oh six. It's ridiculous, right? So wow. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's awesome. a weird feeling. So it must be um, annoying sometimes. But well, it's awesome. sort of, yeah. But it it it's sort of that routine that's in your head and your mind. So you got to play with with what you got, but it builds in the routine, and that's how the power of habits happen. But it's about figuring out and adapting accordingly. So that's taking a big goal, big vision, and then chunking it down to quarterly goals and then chunking it down to daily things to do and projects so that you can accomplish. And you can do that for business. It's the same thing. Take a big visionary goal, chunk it down to 90-day chunks and complete three projects, no more because you know because it's too much. And then think of all the tasks you need to do on a regular basis to kind of accomplish those projects. Great. This is awesome. All right, LT, this is great. So we've chunked it down. Now, can I give you my pet hate number two? Sure. 
People try and be heroes and they try and do everything themselves with their New Year's goal, whether it's quit smoking or earn more money or improve their relationships or whatever. And they don't seek any help. And I'm a big believer that if you want to succeed at anything, you've got to collaborate, whether that's getting help from a PT, getting help from your spouse, your kids, your friends, your business colleagues, whatever it is. But so many people seem to want to fly solo. So they might tell you their goal, but they don't do anything to be either somewhat vulnerable about it or to seek some expert counsel or or even improve their peer group. And I just feel that for me anyway, and maybe I'm the Lone Ranger, but I'm pretty sure I'm not with all of the people that I work with, accountability is everything. The more people that you tell or the more people that you, and I mean supportive people, um, if you want to improve your health, then a, a personal trainer, for example, in that example you just mentioned, the accountability that you get from that just raises the probabilities that you're actually going to follow through and achieve what you set out to. Absolutely. I mean, the thing is that, you know, um, as a mentor and as a coach, it's it's very frustrating to see, but at the same time, I get it. I get I get you know your hesitation of actually hiring someone um, who is um, who is there to kind of see the the bigger picture and and be able to see the results faster than you can, and uh, not hire that. Like I mean, it's frustrating for me to see that, but I get why you wouldn't. But at the same time, you got to look at um, it's is that do you really want it bad enough? That that comes down to that. Like how badly do you want this particular goal? Because if you've been mm-hmm. setting this goal for three years in a row and you haven't accomplished it, that's kind of saying something that you are probably not good enough. Like in a sense that you don't alone, you alone can't accomplish this, right? I'm good not saying call, you can't, good but I know that, you know, I haven't reached certain goals and it's like, you know what? I stepped up. Like I, you know, um, I, I do get coaching myself, like myself and I've upped it. Like I've upped it for next year and, you know, signed up to be in even more freaking higher levels of, of circles of people because I want to play at a bigger game. And so I know when I when I put myself in those situations, I'm going to force myself to learn. And so that's in itself is about learning to step up. It's it's about the ability to double down, right? To double down on your the thing that you want. And there is patterns. There is absolute patterns from um, from people that you can learn from that are doing amazing things. You don't have to do exactly what they're doing, but you have to learn what they're doing, and adapting some of those habits. I can guarantee you no one succeeds alone. No climber has ever done it by themselves. No uh, athlete has ever played the game and teach everything by themselves because most people can't see their own stuff. I can solve your problems, guaranteed. I can help you with your problems and have to guide you through whatever uh, issues, but I can't solve my own problem. Like I'm stuck on my own stuff. It sucks. Trust me. (laughs) I solve people's problems all day long. and I I can't solve my own. And uh, I know what my flaws are, and yet I can't see it. And so when, some, when my coach, my mentors, my friends, whatever, tell me, I'm going, holy crap, that's most, that's so simple. Why the hell didn't I think of it? It's because yeah. you're too emotionally attached to it. People, when you know, when we're when we help other people um, do their thing, we see it from a different point of view. We 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 have no attachment to it. Like we're attached to you and want, want you to succeed, but we're not emotionally attached to your obstacles, where mm-hmm. you are. Right? You know what I mean? We, I'm not attached to your issues your problems of, of your story around whatever issue you got i'm yep. more attached to your outcome which is what you want to succeed or what you tell me you want to succeed whereas you are like you you know not you specifically marcus but anybody's listening you are more attached to your obstacles your story around why you can't do certain things and so my job is to help you get past that and that's the thing you got to be able to see if you don't if you can't if you haven't been able to accomplish certain goals that's the thing you actually have to work for this like if it was easy, well, you would you would have done it by now, right? Mm. 
if you would have cracked it. So you got to put in the work. Like, let's face it. There's nothing. There's you got to put in the work. It's hard work. You know, <laughs> it's a lonely place. That's the thing. It's a lonely place. Like to be um, uh, a, a very successful person, it's a very lonely place. And here's why. Not many people get there. And even when you get there, you never feel like you've done enough. And so you're always constantly climbing. And I get that. And and that's the danger of, of you know, entrepreneurship and danger of, of success sometimes. But it's also a very lonely place because you don't feel like you can talk to anybody about it. You can't, you don't, you feel like you, you know, you are different. You are. If you're listening to this podcast, trust me, you are different. You're oh. not like any regular person because you would not, you know, some person who has a nine to five job, Joe Schmo, is not listening to this podcast because they want a better life. They're just trying to figure out how do I end this? How do I make this day a little bit more bearable to finish at five o'clock? Mm-hmm. And so when you have, you're listening to this podcast is because you're different. You are, you have some stageable need to be able to succeed. You have this need to uh, improve yourself, to learn, to push yourself, to push your boundaries. That's the difference that you actually have. But it's a very lonely place because there's not many of you. Absolutely, and I would say as you you know as you're talking about uh, peer group and there's not and it, and it does feel very alone sometimes. I would I would say particularly if you're listening to this through the wellness couch, like that's why we love the summit LT, uh, which is coming out in September 2016. It's because it's community and it's peer group and having people in your environment that support you and understand you. If people that hardly know you, you will feel more understood. With uh, than people who are your family, and I think that's a really big key. If you're on that entre- entrepreneurial path or the wellness path, it can feel very isolating, and that's why I think, um, you know, as you're saying, I'll tell you, listening to a podcast, it can be you're an exceptional human being listening to a podcast. One, it's an emerging medium, but two, um, most people that are listening to Inside the Champions Mind, not everyone listening to Inside the Champions Mind wants a better life, but a lot of people out there that aren't, they are not so interested in um, improving the quality of their life. They're just interested in surviving the day, as you say. LT, one thing that you mentioned there about peer group, which I just want to um, add in, is just having a mentor in each area of life. So having someone who's in a relationship that, or just having a relationship that you truly you love their relationship. You think they're a great role model for a relationship or if it's financial wealth or if it's health or if it's life purpose. Have a mentor for each area of your life and they don't have to be someone that you personally know. For a lot of people like Wayne Dyer um, is a mentor even though he's now passed or Oprah Winfrey is a mentor but have, have someone that you look up to that you can really learn from and at the same time also be that teacher even though, no matter what uh, no matter where you are in your own life, there's so much that you can teach others um, in the same area, even if it's mistakes that you've made that you can teach others not to make. So I think that's really important to just look at each area of your life as an avenue for learning. And just also be careful how you choose your mentors. Um, you might have a mentor in a particular area that you really admire, but also recognize that every mentor has their flaws. Um, yeah. And also be aware that you know their flaws is that you don't want to take that up too, right? So like for example, like Oprah... I'm not particularly picking on Oprah or anything, but Oprah's fantastic. She she might be a great mentor, but also too recognize that her her life is you you know you might not necessarily want her life. You might you might do, but you might actually not necessarily want her life. She can't go out in public. She can't you know um, she's always under scrutiny of of being watched and you know under the media. And so I don't know, like not everybody wants that. And so be very so pick the things that you want from that person and draw from it but take a percentage of it and just more take the mindset rather than what they have or what they, you know, rather than what Oprah has, like choose how she got there in terms of the mindset that got her there. Um, you know, a typical example for entrepreneurs right now is like Elon Musk. Everyone wants to be like Elon Musk, right? Um, you know, the, the owner of Tesla and SpaceX and, 
you know, he's like the modern day Tony Starks of Iron Man. Like, you know, he is he is the one that everybody wants to uh, all entrepreneurs want to aspire to. Like, you know, used to be Richard Branson. Now it's like Elon Musk. Now, the difference is, though, is that I don't know if you actually want Elon's life. Like, you I mean, like, yeah, you might have all the money and stuff, but he doesn't care so much about the money. Like he's like literally the guy made one hundred eighty million dollars selling PayPal and then put one hundred eighty million dollars in three companies. Like and he was you know, borrowing money to pay for rent. Like this guy who has more ambition um, and work ethic than most of us would ever dream of. So you look at that and go, all right, how can I just take 1% (laughs) of that mindset? (laughs) How can I just like think like him just 1% of the time? And how do I make decisions based on that? That's how I think. It's like, you don't want anybody else's life. You just want your life. You want to live your life the way you want it. Because you don't want my life. You don't want Marcus's life. You want your life. Because you have certain experiences that you, you love. For example, you might love the country life. I don't right? Um, I love the beach life. So, but you might not like that. So don't try to copy my life. You know, I've set up my life to, to be enjoyable for me, not for you. So the thing is that look at someone and go, all right, what do I like about them, the parts of them? And then how do I make the mindset to create that for my life rather than trying to copy everything about that person? So it's, that's why I think it's really important to choose mentor, various mentors, uh, mentors in your life, like you just, what you mentioned, so that you can actually gravitate all these little parts about um about them so you can actually mold into who you and define who you are because that's more important showing up you as the person listening to this podcast you as the person you being the the the, the person we want to see the authentic you is more importantly than trying to emulate and be someone else great call so much wisdom in that podcast alt thank you so that's much the as the always, year, man. And... last last podcast of the 2015 uh, for inside yeah. his mind so, out with uh, a bang out with a bang and uh you know we're looking forward to 2016 we never know which uh, topics or things that we're going to cover but you know what I'll, well we had a couple of feedbacks uh, uh during the year and uh you know comments and questions and we turned them in podcasts so if you have something that you'd like to share or ask a question on um our marks and i please send it to um go to facebook.com slash inside champions mind and send us messages there or uh email me uh or you know just you know, email us or um, go to Facebook or go to wellnesscouch.com, put a comment on, subscribe, subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a comment there. Whatever. Some, get to us on Facebook. That's probably where we live. Um, and uh, we can definitely get, get a hold of your question and then hopefully we can answer your question or your dilemma or obstacles to help you navigate through the trials and tribulations of 2016. I'll Happy- tell you a couple of things, mate. I have to say a massive thank you to you for 2015. You've been remarkable and um, Inside the Champion's Mind wouldn't be here without you. And so thanks for everything you have uh, done through your vision and your commitment and I know it's been an incredibly busy year for you and uh, to be able to rock up and record record 26 of these for the year has been a pretty big effort so thanks again and, and thanks for your inspiration as always thank you man thank you really appreciate that and uh, you know thanks for being such a you know great host and also being my champion co-host on this um, I think it's been three years since we actually launched uh, Inside Champions Mind around this time of year and uh, I just it's just been an amazing journey I didn't think that we would still be here um I didn't know what was going to happen. It was only going to be about 12, 12, episode, 12 episodes. Uh, I still remember when I called you up and asked you to be on this podcast. So uh, I, was in Damien, <laughs> I was in Damien's house, actually. I still remember that. And uh, yeah, so it's been a cool uh, journey. And I'm uh, really looking forward to uh, having more conversations and uh, you know helping everybody out. So um, please, I'd love to hear your feedback on this and, uh, and just love to know what you get out of it. And uh, if you can, share this with your friends, colleagues, and other you know, strangers who think you need like this massive upgrade to their brain and, uh, and have a, a, a bigger, bigger, play a bigger game in 2016 because we'll love to have more of those. So this has been Inside Champions Mind Show, dedicating helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything you do. I'm Lord Sam. He's Marcus Pierce. Happy New Year. We hope you enjoyed this Wellness Catch podcast brought to you by Audible. 
do you find that you just don't have time to read all the awesome books that you hear mentioned on The Wellness Couch? Well, Audible might just have the answer. Audible is offering The Wellness Couch listeners a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. You can get books like Eat Right for Your Blood Type, Why We Get Fat by Gary Torbs, Paleo Diet for Athletes, or even The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash The Wellness Couch. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash The Wellness Couch for your free audiobook. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.